This episode may contain explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, December 7th, the Call a Time Out edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's seven. We live in Tokyo, Japan. I'm Shamil Mew, a writer, contributor to Slate's Parent Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I host another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who's six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit. Well, today on the show, we are going to help a listener who wants help dealing with other parents who are taking little kids' sports way too seriously. Should the parents be benched? We're also going to catch up on our week in parenting. And then if you're in the Slate Plus Club, how the heck do you purge stuffies? Can you do it without the kids noticing? Do you need to concoct an elaborate disappearing scheme? Do you just live with the ever-growing pile? Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. That's one of the great experiences in parenting, I think, is dropping crap off at Goodwill, <laughs> knowing that someone might use it, like I'm not throwing it in the garbage, and you know, having a slightly lighter load in your basement and knowing that the kids don't really care. I mean, the the purge is, is, is a deeply satisfying thing. Goodwill here is like a challenge. Like there's a number of them in Southern California, but they often get so much stuff that they close their gates like before the day is over. So mm. you want to make sure that you get over there before like one o'clock, you know, and I usually would spend the earlier part of the day doing stuff. Then like, okay, it's the afternoon. Now I want to go to Goodwill and you get there and they'd be like, no, nope. they reach their stuffy quota for the day. Nope. Huh? By becoming a Slate Plus member, you'll enjoy a weekly bonus segment and all your beloved Slate podcasts without any advertisement. It's the ultimate way to enhance your listening experience while also providing vital support to the show. You can join Slate Plus today by visiting slate.com slash mom and dad plus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. We're back. Zach, what have you been up to this week? Well, I have, I, I think it's safe to call this a fail. Noah bullied someone at school. My daughter, my daughter's a bully, apparently. <laughs> um, no. no. Yes, she did. Well, it was an isolated incident. Um, but she had a substitute teacher last week. And we heard later in the day that... Um, Noah was antagonizing um, one of her classmates and said that she didn't like her hair, (gasps) which was so disappointing to hear. Like we talk a lot about how if you don't have something nice to say about someone, um, you shouldn't say it. And apparently like we heard from her that she was really having a hard day because everything was so different. You know, like the substitute there kind of disrupted 
the you know the rhythm of the day and i think that set her off course i still don't think that that's a good enough excuse for antagonizing someone so that night after it happened we we talked about it and she said you know you know i know it wasn't nice i should i shouldn't have done that but um i was having a i was having a hard day and um and so per shira's suggestion noah um we asked noah we told noah that she needed to write an apology note to to her friend, um, which she did, and uh, she also needed to apologize to the substitute teacher, and uh, she did, and we we haven't yet heard of another flare up. Actually, just before this recording, I texted the teacher just say just to ask like, hey, has has Noah been antagonizing anyone this week um i haven't heard back for sure but i think we would have heard had this pattern you know continued so um i think she made amends we were proud of her for doing so but um you know i don't want to bully in my house and she knows that and we we were visibly disappointed but we were you know doing our best not to shame her um which of course we don't want to do so I'm really hoping it was just like weird day, something was in the air, um, and that Noah doesn't become, uh, you know, the the perpetual bully. Um, so I'm gonna report back, but I don't. I, I I think that she's doing all right since then. How did you hear about it initially? Um, that we have this like app system. That we have an app that we get messages from the school, so the teacher let and us. And so, know. like the the substitute message you. No, the substitute must have communicated it to the, to the um, like office or to something. Her, well, to her full time teacher who. Oh oh oh. Um, okay, who messaged and, and it, you? Yeah, yeah. So one, kids make mistakes. I don't think she's a bully yet. Maybe she engaged in bullying behavior, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, the way we teach our kids not to be bullies is when they do these things, making them make it right, like making them be empathetic about it and and think about how that must have felt from the other person Mm -hmm. um i think it's a very fine line to think about like well i'm allowed to state my opinion and sometimes my opinion might hurt someone and learning like when that's appropriate and not right so Mm -hmm. i think it's good that she's learning it now and Mm -hmm. not you know when she's older yeah i hope so yeah what was it about the little girl's hair? Did you get to the bottom of that? Like, was maybe she jealous of the hairstyle? That's or... a good question. That's a good question. I'm not sure, and we didn't get we didn't get um, deep enough into it. Yeah, like why this girl? Why right. this hair? Why right. today? Right, right. <laughs> Just yeah. seizing some control. Like, I do think sometimes it's like I if the situation is new, a way to seize control is like to say, you know what I mean? Just like make. An observation, but I agree. Why this girl? Yeah, and it is her um, good friend in class. Um, mm. So I don't know at this point. Do you, I mean, now we're a week past it. Do you think I should I should try to get that detail, or do you think if things are going all right, I should just let it go? I don't think there's it's anything like, wrong interested. with asking. Like, just out of curiosity, what made By you comment on Sarah's hair? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think you can ask her now, especially if it's your friend. Like. I've just been thinking about it and I'm wondering why the hair, you know, because mm-hmm. um, maybe there is something else there. I'll ask. 
Sounds like you guys handled it well, though. I I love a good apology note. <laughs> yeah, they're important. Well, Jamila, how's your week going? Mostly good, but I did have a fail yesterday. Um, so I've talked a few times about Naima and I having some challenges in the morning. And, you know, she's older now and she's really focused on her hair. And she's also been... If I don't stop her, like, Naima will put on makeup oh. um, in the mornings. Like, I shouldn't say if I don't stop her, but we had to have a conversation about it. Because it was increasing each day. Like, she was being very subtle about it. Like, first it was just a little highlighter. Then it was some blush. And then one day she put on setting powder, which made it look like she had a full face. It looks crazy. It looks like a child wearing makeup, you know? <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, why do you have all this on? But in general, our mornings have been getting better and she's been getting up, you know, she's been getting herself up extra early so she can do whatever to her hair in the morning and pick out her outfit and take her time. And yesterday it went fine and we got out the house early. And what I've been doing is I pack her breakfast to eat in the car. Okay. Um, instead of, you know, her eating it in the house, which saves yeah, her some time. Totally. You know, and yesterday she had a bowl of cereal. She had a bowl of Raisin Bran. And she had been a little nervous with cereal because, like, at one point I bought some, like, to-go cups of cereal. There were designs to be eaten on the go, so it was a little safer. Right. But this was an actual bowl, you know. And so when the car would mm-hmm. move, the milk would move, and she oh, would yeah. get kind of, you know. And so we had just gotten in the car. She was really pleased with her outfit. And the bowl of cereal was on her lap. And mm. she asked me to mo- adjust her seat so she could put her seatbelt on. And so when I move, the car kind of jerks and she gets cereal all over her lap. Oh, no. She yeah. cries. She was like, this was the only good outfit I had, which is not true. Like, it's crazy. She has so many clothes, but she yeah. manages to hate them all. You know, um, mm-hmm. this was the only good outfit I had. And now I'm going to be late and I haven't been late in a while. And this is messing up my streak. So I felt really bad. Um, but she had to go in the house. She had to go in the house and pick out a new outfit. Yeah. Were you late? Yes, not super late, but still, where she had to go to the office and get a tardy slip. Mm, mm. Oh no! And was she okay after school? Like, was she still bent out of shape about it? No, she wasn't. She let it go. Okay, okay. Um, you need the crunch cup. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> what's that? It's like a cup that the cereal goes in one compartment. Everyone Google it, and the milk goes in another. We, we were like, I don't use it very much here because we're not wow. in the car. And you like oh. kind of drink it and it gives you some cereal oh and my some God. milk and it doesn't leak. <laughs> <laughs> you have this? Yeah, we have one. So for those who can't Google right now, the cereal is in a smaller cup inside a larger cup, which has the milk in it. And, and oh. so you open it just like, um, just like you would like a, like a big smoothie cup or something. And so it's two it's two different compartments that are releasing the cereal and milk simultaneously. Is that what's happening? Yeah. You kind of it's like you kind of drink it. It is kind of a strange sensation. I want this. Um, but it worked really well. It's like the most American of products because oh God, totally. I brought it here being like, Oh, maybe this will be helpful, but one I can't eat on the go and two, like we're not in the car. Um but it was, you know, when we like drove around in the morning, it's a great way to take some cereal on the go. And the ingenious thing about it is that it isn't just because the cereal and milk aren't together, you're not getting the soggies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is, I think this is your Christmas gift for Naima. She needs a crunch cup. 
<laughs> you can get over 40% off your first order. You're welcome, Crunch Cup. <laughs> wow. This is uh, one of those things I had tucked back there thinking, I don't know that anyone, you know, like, like this is great for us, but do you need this? But I feel like you, need, Naima needs this. I think she needs, I this. Think she needs this. I love she how everyone in the pictures has Fruit Loops. That's just the default normal cereal that like active I, adults are eating. Right. I mean, I was thinking when you said, um, uh, well, like raisin bran i do wonder if the flakes and the you might have to like test it to see i mean the nozzle's pretty wide mm, interesting right but it does seem designed for more of like a like cheer my kids love cheerios you know cereal. but it doesn't work with like mini wheats forget it right <laughs> you shouldn't be drinking those anyway but i mean jamila just a couple of weeks ago you were talking about how being tardy was the norm and now it's an outlier when you are so <gasps> the trend is shifting yes. i love this That's yeah very true yeah Plus, this was like a real reason. Like people have, you know, it's like raisin brand lap is legit. It's legit. Like this, ha- this is a life. Yeah, this wasn't like a choice. This is like a act of God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on in uh, Tokyo? Oh gosh. Okay, so you guys, we had we had almost a disaster yesterday. Jeff's out of town again. Uh, when Jeff's out of town, I drive the kids to school in the morning, which he's been doing because he often drives to work. Um, but then they take the train home uh when jeff's here like some days he goes to pick them up some days they take the train home on their own Mm -hmm. so yesterday uh they have a phone with them and the two big kids are at one campus teddy's at another campus they walk over they get teddy they go to the um to the train station so i have asked them to like message me just like hey we got teddy hey we're getting on the train because that just helps me kind of know where they are so they message me that they got teddy and then i just don't hear from them and so I go to check my app and I notice that they all have uh, like trackers. Two of the trackers are at the station where they can change trains. Teddy's tracker is not at the station where they change trains. So I message Henry, hey, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, everything's great. Mm-hmm. And then like the three little dots appear. And then hold on, I have to read to you what he texted me because this pursues. Uh, I said, are y'all doing fine? Yeah, we're doing great. Then dot, 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 dot. Oliver was alone with Teddy and we lost him. And I'm like, really? Is this a joke? Yeah, Oliver was in charge of him. This is not a joke. And I'm like, I'm like, so is Oliver missing or Teddy's missing? And he's like, no, Oliver's with me. It's like, I cannot get the information. I try to call them, can't get through, like it won't connect on the, the call. So I'm like, okay, um, trying to like get Henry to like give me the information of when they last saw I'm like, when did you last see him? He's like, with Oliver. I'm like, no, where? So we finally determined that the last time they saw each other, Henry and Oliver had some sort of a disagreement and they got on different train cars. And Teddy was kind of lined up to get on with Oliver, but then left the train and tried to get on with Henry. And meanwhile, of course, the train doors closed and left. And somehow they didn't notice until they met on the platform of the new train so i'm like okay henry you need to go back to the station because he's going to get there faster than me he needs to like go back to the station for school oliver's gonna like continue home and see if he gets um you know gets picks up teddy on the way and meanwhile i'm gonna call a friend that like lives by the school and see if she'll just walk down to the station so i 
start getting on the phone with a with a friend. This took a while to like coordinate because Henry took a while to figure out what was going on. Okay, meanwhile, I'm like standing looking down the street. My house looks down the street, and here comes a little boy with his book bag. It is Teddy. He has made it home faster than the other two. I still do not understand exactly what happened. I have already texted this mom. Hey, I think maybe Teddy got left at the station. Would you go down? She's like, oh my gosh, are you panicking? I'm like, no, and actually, hold on. <laughs> like, he's coming down the, you know, road. Then I've got to get, try to get a hold of Henry to be like, do not go back to the station. Teddy is here. So Teddy's like, yeah, the door's closed on me. So I got on the next train. And then at the place where they change trains, there are like two, one train is always waiting. It's kind of like being added to the line. And so it sits for longer. He came down the escalator and got on like the train that doesn't sit. My kids usually like to get on the one that sits because you can get a seat. So he completed the circuit faster (laughs) than the city kid than the other two. Wow. Unbelievable. Did he feel good about himself? Averted. He was super proud. When he came in, he was like, I got left and I found my way home. That's a big deal for it him. Is what a, a big What deal. a big like moment of resilience there. And I was a bit worried because our rule has sort of been like, if you get lost, stay put. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so I said to him like, hey, when you got lost, like, what were you thinking? And he was like, well, I know our rule is if we get lost, stay put. But that's with adults. And I was with my brothers. Mm. And he's like, and I know how to get home. And so I was like, okay. He, they do carry like notes in their bag that say in Japanese, like, this is my phone, my phone number. I'm trying to get to Gotanda Station, you know, like all of this information. So I did feel like he knows he can go. There's there's the amount of like um, workers anywhere is large. So there are like plenty of people that he could go to and ask, right? But he was like, no, I knew which I knew where to transfer. So, so I great. need to be less worried, I guess. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you reflect on that in retrospect? Because I would have been freaking out, but like after he made it through and made it home okay, are you thinking like I'm glad we're here? This is this is great yeah, practice for my kids, or is it like what a scary place we live in? Well, Before- no, I mean, I think the nice part is it's like there are so few like bad things that ha- I mean, there's plenty of stuff that happens here, right? But mm-hmm. like. There is not the fear of children going missing. There is not mm-hmm. the fear that he was going to be like hit by some car. My biggest fear was, I wonder if he's really scared. That's actually what I thought. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he sitting at this train station really scared? Right. Um, but apparently, no. He just got on the next train. So that's wow. awesome. Great. Congrats. I feel good. But also, like I, you know, was like, boys, the job is to stay together. Literally, right. the whole job, stay together. <laughs> I bet job. they'll be more diligent after that i think henry was scared which is good because he's Mm -hmm. you know ultimately you know because he was like well henry oliver lost him and i was like but henry ultimately it's your responsibility to get everyone home like you're the oldest so yeah (sighs) well on that note we are going to take another quick break and then we'll see you back here for our listener question this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance— 
Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back and here's today's listener question. Dear mom and dad are fighting. My three-year-old takes a few different sports classes, largely due to his interest in sports and to match his older sibling's schedules. He loves participating in his classes and joyfully anticipates them each week. He generally does best with us on the sideline, as seems to be the norm for his classes. He recently started a new class at the same sports center, but the heavy parental involvement in this class has been a challenge. The class is for three to six-year-olds, no requirement or ask for parental involvement, and a more than adequate coach-to-participant ratio. Yet many kids have both parents and younger siblings on the court with them. Some of the parents are socializing on the court. Some are very hands-on, guiding their kids through each drill. Some are doing the drills themselves, and some are videotaping the whole time. None of the kids seem particularly fussy or needing their parents there, and none of them have been asked by the coaches to participate. While a few of the other parents opt for the sidelines, too, the majority are on the court. At the last class, we showed up early, he had a good spot in the lineup and his gear ready, but abandoned it to come check in with me because of parents crowding out his space. When he went back as class started, the parents had taken all the pucks and sticks for their own use, so we had to ask the parents to give one to him. He struggled to find a spot as the parents had taken up the space on the line. He had to navigate around them to do the drills, and they kept hitting his puck instead of stepping out of the way as he worked his way across the court. He asked me to come on the court with him, which I did, but he still got frustrated with the crowd and asked to sit out for the rest of the class. During the break between his and his sister's classes, he gladly played with her while other kids were on the court. He expresses an interest in continuing to play. How do I help support him? Do I talk with the coaches? Do we give up on this class? Is this the norm for parents in this age range? Thanks. Bench the parents. And this is a three-year-old. These parents absolutely need to be benched. What the hell is going on? That sounds so chaotic. I've, I haven't experienced that. Um, we've done soccer. We've done t-ball. And the, the parents being kind of all over the, the court, that, I don't understand how the coaches, um, and we know that there's like enough to, to go around, aren't asking the parents to, to relax. I mean, this would, this would really piss me off if I were, um, if I were you, bench the parents. So I, I feel where you're coming from. Um, I, would, I would talk to the coaches first and ask them like, what their philosophy is around this. Um, that's that's where I would start. And I mean, you ask, do we give up on this class? If this is the norm, if they're like, yeah, this, we kind of let parents have free range here. Um, I would consider pulling them if your kid continues not to um, like feel like they have space to, to move around here. Um, especially because they're three. Like, I think you can do a lot of, I get it. I get that you're trying to match their siblings' schedules, so it might just be that all the kids are at this sports complex at the same time. So logistically, I can see how that makes sense. But kind of, I think a, a larger point around this is like, I don't know how important it is for three-year-olds to be like getting sports instruction. I think like, I, I think about this similar to like how I think about um, 
like music lessons i think if we start the kids off too early and especially if it's a stressful environment there it's not going to engender good uh feelings around this sport like you can do plenty of sports practice at home with just the two of you and they can they can gain some like fundamental skills um without the the structure of you know some kind of institution to to teach them this stuff so i don't know this doesn't sound fun to me um but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm being too sensitive here how do you not notice that as a coach like i don't or maybe they don't care or maybe they don't know if that's the norm like this just it doesn't sound fun it doesn't sound safe um I think it is okay to to give up. Like it's it's. I, have you guys been in situations like we have joined things where I am instantly just like this is not for us, and that is okay. Like that it's just maybe this is okay for other people. I don't like this. Uh-huh. Yes, and I think we have to like get better at practicing at using that muscle because it seems like well all these other parents are here they seem to be doing okay like everyone else is in this thing but like. Yeah, it's okay to like opt out sometimes, especially when they're three. Yeah, and go. I mean, I would not be afraid. I would talk to the coaches first, right? Because maybe everyone is feeling like this is chaotic and just, I always think, like, has no one said anything? Um, but if you say something and they're like, this is how we go, I would just go ask for a refund. I would be like, this is not what we thought we were getting. This mm-hmm. feels unsafe. I mm-hmm. would, I would like to be done. I agree to like, Three is really young to be worrying about classes. If your kid is having a great time and you need them to do something, totally fine. But I would make sure they are most important, right, would be to be in a class in which they are they are safe and they have fun. And it doesn't sound like that is happening in this class. Like, can they just go out on the court between lessons and play? Can you just have like a stick and a puck for them to play on the sidelines? Like, you know... Um, is there somewhere better for the whole family to be like, I think there's a lot of options, but if what you were looking for was like, is this normal? I would say like, I have not been in a class like this. Right. Unless the class is like open, like open court, like, uh, you know, come and come and mess around. Yeah. That, and that might be the structure of it. And therefore like you have your answer that it's not for you. Um, but it's also more likely that it's just not being facilitated well. Also, why do three-year-olds have sticks and pucks? <laughs> well, I couldn't figure out, is it hockey? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I, they I, do something different. Hockey? Maybe they do something different every week. Mm. And then, like, is your kid ice skating? That sounds awesome. <laughs> maybe it's floor <sighs> hockey? I don't know. Uh, but they called it a court, not a rink. I'm very curious. Yeah, what I, is... <laughs> I, I thought it, I was imagining floor hockey. Like, what is the sport here? Yeah, um... The sport is like, get the stick before the 40-year-old dad gets it. We're, we're totally we, on your side, Bench the Parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to know more. Yeah. This is, write us back. What yeah. sport is it? What's, what's happening? What sport? What happened? Yeah, first and foremost, what sport is this? What did it say um, in the brochure about what you were getting into? Um, and, and totally, what did the coach say when you, if, if and when you go and talk to them? We're very curious about the feedback they give you. Are there any other bewildered parents on the bench? Like, I also feel like when I'm bewildered somewhere, mm-hmm. I look, look for around the other for the, parents yeah, that totally. also seem horrified. Yeah, right? which is, they're usually pretty easy to spot. Group? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, look for wide eyes. Mm-hmm. Other children running over being like, that adult took my buck. And like, you might, you might, you might build your own little splinter group with the wide, the other wide eyes. That's right. You guys could have your own group. Like yeah. this group is coached by a coach. This group is pure chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'm totally uh, going for the former group. Well, thanks for getting in touch, Bench the Parents. We hope some of these suggestions helped. We definitely want to hear how it goes. Please keep us updated on this sport class. If you've got any burning questions or, of course, just want to chat, you can drop us a line at slate.com or ring us up at 646-357-9318. Seriously, we want to hear your questions, so send them our way. And that's our show. Subscribe, leave a rating and review, and, of course, tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Maura Curry and Rosemary Belson. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening.